Welcome back into the Lacrosse Tribune Prep Football Podcast. It's a depressing episode here, folks. It's it is. It is 2.30 in the morning. Todd, as a loyal co-worker and friend, stuck it out with me to watch the Red Sox lose in the 18th inning of a stupid National League game. If you like National League baseball, you suck. National League baseball is stupid. Well, the, the, the point is, it was, what was it, almost midnight? And you said, let's just do it after the game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, that was no, absurdity. Okay. Nathan Navaldi no, okay. out here, <laughs> about to throw his arm off. Finally, lets up a home run. Yeah. Anyways, National League Baseball is stupid. Anyone who liked that game on a base level, you're wrong. Let's get into high school football. That's what yes. we're here to do. Yes. We had playoff football tonight. Five games. Had three winners. Let's start with those in Division Three. Or excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Division Three. Sparta yeah. over New Richmond, thirty-three to fourteen. A great win for Sparta. We talked about they were a team that was probably going to be a favorite in that game. Um, we'll, we'll break that down a little bit more. But um, then down in Division 5, a game that Todd was at, Westby wins 35-6 to over Elk Mound. It was tight until late in the third quarter, then Westby just blew away. It was a, a great game for them. Uh, Bangor beats Oliva Strum 28 to nothing in Division 7. Classic Bangor, played great defense, mm-hmm. did enough on offense, won the game. Mm-hmm. And then our two losers, unfortunately, in Division 2, or excuse me, in Division 3, Rice Lake takes down on Alaska, second year in a row in the playoffs, 40-25. to And then in Division 2, Monona Grove, 56-28 to over Central. Central was down 35-7 to in the first quarter. Exactly what we talked about in the preview that they couldn't yep. do, yep. get yep. down yep. early. That was their downfall there. But let's start, Todd, with the game you were at, Westby, taking down Elk Mound. I want to first start, just what was the scene like? Second round, home playoff game, under the lights for them. Got to be a cool cool atmosphere and a good night for football down there. Seems like it was so long ago. <laughs> um. It was. It was like eight hours ago at this point. Um, but, uh, no, it was, it was a, a, a great atmosphere for that. They've, they've been waiting to, to do this. They haven't won two playoff games in the season in 22 years. You have to go back to 96 for that. Jeez. Uh, so, and, and the way the game was, I mean, there was a good crowd there, uh, and, and it was a great game. And Westby played really good defensively, uh, had some trouble in the first half moving the ball a little bit. They did get a drive, and they scored with 14 seconds left in the half to go up 7-6. Um, a, a line drive extra point for Bjorn Liam that <laughs> right. one of the officials said he almost had to get out of the way of, but it was good. <laughs> Uh, and, and he made all of his extra points tonight, so good kicking for him. But, uh, yeah, it, it, until about a minute left in the third quarter, Westby got a interception and returned it. It was about 10 yards for a touchdown. Uh, the Elk Mountain tried to throw a pass on third and 16 from their own, its own five. Westby made him pay, and they scored 28 points in, in the last 13-plus minutes. Uh, took advantage of turnovers. They forced four turnovers in the second half. Uh, played, like I said, very well defensively. They were, they were going up against a running back that had over 2,000 yards, had 960 in his previous three games. They held him to 84 uh, and, and kept him out of the end zone other than he had a 90-yard catch in the second quarter. Right. They, they just kind of sent him over the line, lobbed a little pass to him right in the middle, and he <laughs> went the distance there. But they, they hit him. They hit him hard. They didn't give up many big runs for him. I mean, he had an 18-yard or maybe he had an 8. But that, uh, you know, other than that, they, they, they kept him – um, really kind of handcuffed him there and, and took him down. But the, they played great defense in this game and, and moved the ball enough offensively, of course, giving themselves short fields with these turnovers that they had. 
Uh, Devontae Spears had a bunch of big plays too. With, had a reverse on a, a punt return. They took 40-some yards, I think, had a couple interceptions. So it, it was a lot of big plays in the second half. That, that the, the fourth quarter was so unlike the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> so unlike it. Uh, you mentioned a big play from uh, Spears, but, I mean, Ryan Dane's three touchdowns, yeah, just a, a phenomenal game from him. A guy that we knew coming into the season that he's proved all year to be a bell cow back for them. I mean, what, what do you do tonight that stood out to you? If you see anyone from Westby and they were at the game, ask them about the run he had in, I can't remember if it was the first or second quarter. It was the first half, maybe in the first quarter. I think it was the second quarter. Maybe it was second. Game. It was yeah. second. Yeah, it was second because they, they were going the same way. They scored the touchdown at the end. Where they handed off to him, it looked like it was going to be a gain of a yard or two. And then you just saw the pile keep moving and keep moving and keep moving. And the crowd got louder and louder and louder. Ended up being an eight-yard run, but I don't know how many people he carried the last <laughs> six or seven yards of that run. Um, it, it really sent the place. The place went crazy uh, during that run, and it was kind of the, the first sign of life that the team had. And they, they built on that and, and got that touchdown drive at, at the end of the second quarter to get the lead. But... I, I, I would be willing to bet that anybody who asks who was at that game will tell you exactly what happened on that run. <laughs> the th- then the funny thing with Ryan Danes is like, it's that classic case of the other team knows that Westby wants to get him the ball, mm-hmm. and that's their best option when they're on offense. But at a certain point, his talent takes over, their, blo- their line blocks well, they get him the ball in creative ways. It just, you, you can't stop it at a certain point. He's going to make some plays, and like you said, he ran away with it in the fourth quarter. Uh, caught a touchdown run. pass, too. Yeah, caught they, a touchdown pass. They threw pass. it to him. Uh, Alex Gluck played a pretty good game at, at quarterback as well, and, and Mowry had some big runs for Westby, too. So they couldn't just count on Danes like uh, Westby could count on Elk Mound to give the ball to, to Brady Redwine, who, who you know had the 2,000 yards coming in. They, they had to go to him. That was their, their best shot. And Westby took that away. Absolutely. All right, we'll jump over to Bangor here very quickly. Uh, just a classic Bangor game we talked about in the preview. Just Bangor needed to do their thing. Uh, Leva Strum, a good season for them. It's just Bangor is just kind of the, the next class in Division Seven. Now they're in a, a tough field, uh, looking ahead for them. They're basically in the all title contender territory where some yes. of the divisions are have some upsets like a Sparta somebody out of nowhere that's now in the quarterfinals but in division seven it's all the big boys it's all the guys that were ranked yep. all season long it's going to be a dogfight in division seven from here on out yes the every game they play from now now on out will feel like a championship game I think uh, they have some really good teams ahead the Potosi team that beat them earlier in the season did lose tonight but you know, played Blackhawk, which played Bangor in the championship game last year, and Blackhawk pulled it out six nothing. So that that will be a tough game if Bangor can get by Highland and and Blackhawk can win its game. Uh, that'll be a great semifinal. I think Bangor will have its hands full with, with Highland next week, but Bangor gets to play at home. That always helps, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like you said, every in Division Seven, every game from here on out, and there were a ton of upsets. I think Sparta is the only seven that's still going. Sure, I think. Uh, but Division 7, like you said, all the big dogs are there, and, and there's going to be a lot of great games the next few weeks. Hopefully the health for Bangor. We saw them uh, get a lineman back this week that was mm-hmm. supposed to help the, their center, uh, hopefully help that center quarterback exchange. Um, hopefully another week of getting healthy, we'll uh, see that improve even more. Jumping over to Division 3, Sparta, historic win over New Richmond, second win, second postseason win in program history, the first being last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, Adam Dow and the Spartans just continue with this, this comeback tour of this season. 
where we talked a lot on the, the, the season long of this podcast of these heartbreaking losses for Sparta. Now the flip side, these euphoric wins where yeah, following Brandon Riley, shout out to you. Thanks for all the updates on Twitter. Yes. But uh, huge play after huge play. Uh, Bryce Edwards ends up with uh, 260 yards rushing and two yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, they have 500 they have, rushing yards. Yeah, they have 500 rushing yards. And I was talking to Adam Dow, their, their coach, and he said over 300 of them came on uh, counter runs. Just apparently the way New Richmond was playing defense, they were flying up the field trying to get penetration. So the second that they did a counter and you got the defense flowing one way and went back the other with some blockers, there were huge holes and they made those plays work. Cole Wisniewski, the quarterback, had a rushing touchdown, had a passing touchdown. Continues he had, he had to about be, 90 yards on it. Yeah, 90 yards on the ground downside. as well. Just continues to be a solid guy for him on both ends, or on uh, both those aspects. And I think that's the the – the area that this team has grown the most, where earlier in the season I think they kind of masked things with Wisniewski and tried to make him less of a focal point. Now he's playing with so much confidence and playing so well that it's like one-two punch with him and Bryce Edwards. Whichever one you're going to try to stop, the other one's going to beat you. Yeah. And if, if you are from Westby, let us know if Westby is still standing. <laughs> yeah. this win, I, I, I'm guessing there's a lot of celebration going on in, in Westby tonight getting this win. Uh, game wasn't there, but uh, and I'd be interested to know how many people made the trip. I'm guessing a lot. Oh, uh, yeah, for Sparta, go, yes. Yeah, yeah, for Sparta to go. So there may not have been a lot in town. Uh, but everybody's back by now since it's 2.45. Yeah, <laughs> late night edition here of the podcast. But, yeah, great, great win for them, and that was a game that – that we thought was winnable for them. I mean, Logan hung with New Richmond. There's no reason Sparta can't. And to go out there and get they what were the first two touchdowns are like 80 and 60 yards. Yep. So that that gave them the lead and and some big plays and the confidence goes along with that. And man, to end up with 500 and some rushing yards or whatever they had, that's that's amazing. Yeah. So not even we talked about Nick Church <laughs> on the preview podcast. Yeah. Uh, not even having to use him today. Not that right. the passing game didn't have to get going because they did so well on the ground. Yeah. So uh, big props to the Sparta offensive line. But now they have a big test. Seven seeds still yeah. playing here in the quarterfinal. Going to go up to the top seed at New Richmond. Or, or excuse Lake. me, the top seed at Rice Lake. Uh, Rice Lake took down on Alaska 40-25. Uh, to 25. Like I said earlier, second season in a row, that matchup went Rice Lake's way. Uh, <clears throat> on Alaska, just they hung with them. It was 13-6 to six at halftime. And I think it was 16-6 to six in the third quarter. And then I think just what, cut one or two things went the way of Rice Lake, and then it was just too much for on Alaska to uh, – to overcome, I didn't get a chance to see the box score in, in full, but I know that uh, Rice Lake got a couple of turnovers and then um, the, the score kind of inflated for him. But you look at all the things on Alaska dealt with injury-wise, and then to to hang in that game as long as they did. That's a you don't in the playoffs when you lose, there's no you know moral victories or anything like that. But right, it's just right. a improvement over the last season where it was a little more lopsided for Rice Lake's favor. Yeah, and and I think this year will end up doing a lot for Alaska next year. They have a lot of kids back, uh, not, a, not a ton of seniors, of course. It's a big school. They had a, a good chunk of them, but I think they have a lot of younger players that are ready to, to you know try to go to the next level next year, and I think this will be a good experience for them. Um, and, and if you're Sparta going into this, I mean, you, you scored 55 on Anna. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and Anna didn't win this game, but uh, Rice Lake scored 40 on them, so... You got to hope that you when you go in, and you're coming off a game where you rushed for 500 yards. You got to go into it thinking you can move the ball that way against Rice Lake, even though it's Rice Lake, and it's going to be a lot harder. I think for for Sparta in this, they've shown the ability that they can take advantage of what the defense gives them. Like I said, New Richmond was just going to fly up the field and get a bunch of penetration. 
they hit them with counters and traps and things like that to to neutralize it and make that work for them. So hopefully there's a couple of things that Bryce Lake's doing that Sparta can take advantage of. I mean, just from a narrative perspective, we don't root here in this office, but just from a narrative perspective, this Sparta season has been incredible to watch from the outside. And if this can keep going past the quarterfinal, we're talking some pretty historic, pretty wild stuff. It's already historic. Yeah, yeah right. Never won a playoff <laughs> game before, and now they won two. Absolutely. Um, jumping over to uh, Division Two, Central and Monona Grove. We, we talked about I, when you came back in the office, Todd, from the Westby game, I said we're kind of fortune tellers because we said if Central gets down early, it's not going their way, yeah. and that's how this went. Um, the big thing, I think, just was following along on Twitter with some, some people there, Monona Grove got gets up, and then when Central is completely one-dimensional, yes, yes they're going to be pass-heavy regardless. That's yeah. where their talent lies, quarterback and wide receivers. But when they literally can't run the ball because of the game situation, you're, you're putting yourself in a no-win situation. Yeah. And Johnny Davis ends up with, I think, 190 yards and a couple – or a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. Wasn't his greatest game. Wasn't the whole team's greatest game. Um, <clears throat> I, I just think Monona Grove is – just one tier above where Central is right now. Yes. They're, they're growing the Central program, and this is a good step to get to this point, but Monona Grove is just kind of at that level where you want your high school program to be, where it's sustained success year in, year out. When, when you look at that quarterfinal matchup in that part of the bracket, Wanakee versus Monona Grove, you're looking at two teams that are where teams around here want to be, and it, it takes a lot to get there. Wanakee has been there a long, long time. Monona Grove is usually good but can be elite. Um, so that's kind of where your, your Holmans and, and Centrals are, are trying to get. And I think they're, they're making progress to get there, um, but it, it's, there's still a gap. Right. And, and Holman uh, went there and, and lost to DeForest in the first round. DeForest gave Wanakee a tussle. Uh, didn't, that wasn't a one-sided game. Thought it might be just because I think Wanakee is that good. So DeForest hung with them and Holman hung with DeForest. So, you know, Holman's getting close, I think. And Central, I, I think next year, um, you'd have to expect the offense is going to keep going this direction. It has been for a couple of years now. And they've figured some things out defensively. We'll see if the personnel they have next year can allow that to continue to grow uh, or if they're going to lose too much and kind of have to start over and do something different. But I think it was a, a great year for, for Central. They haven't had a year like this in a, a season like this in a while. And it's certainly something to build on with some, some good juniors coming back next year. All right, so next week we'll have three playoff games to talk about on, on our podcasts and one here in the area with Bangor. We're doing it before 2.30, though. Yeah, we, yeah this will not happen again because <laughs> uh, the World Series will be over Wednesday um, at the very latest. So uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, watch Todd's video from Westby on lacrossetribune.com and our YouTube yep. channel, Lacrosse Tribune. Yeah, go to that YouTube channel. We've got a lot of videos on there from not just football. We, we've been talking, this is our football podcast here, but there's – there's some soccer on there. There's some cross country. There's some volleyball and, of course, some football on it. So go check that out. Absolutely. All of our coverage on lacrossetribune.com. Make sure you're on there Saturday. We have a packed day. we got cross country state for high school. we got UWL playing Platteville and football. whole ton of stuff. So make sure you're on lacrossetribune.com for all that. We will be back next week talking about our three playoff games and whatever else is going on. And NL baseball is still going to be stupid next week. But <laughs> – for that, for Todd Summerfeld, I'm Colton Bartholomew. Thanks for listening.